die elkeen van ons, as ons nou weer gaan sit, sal het sit op die skoot. Heilige Geest, ek wil bid, dat u ons duidelik sal het hoor, wat u vir ons wil sê. Maar meer is dit, help ons om uit die tijd te reageer, en gehoorzaam te wees. Ja, ons bid het in Jesus' naam, papa. Ons loof en prijs hier, amen. I'm suddenly nervous. I don't know why. I think God is just bringing the Father heart. And there's so many of us that struggle with the Father heart. And I really think that God is bringing us to a place where He wants to set the Father heart today, set who He is today. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. Um, just to get over this nervousness, TMT, stand for me, please. Uh, are you all here? I just want to honor these guys for what they've done this week. For giving themselves for the kingdom. I know that they're there and that it's part of their work, but they come with an open heart. They come with a servant heart. They come with a heart that is not we as TMT are coming, but we're coming in as servants. And they've really broken open something in this congregation's youth and in the other youth that is not part of this congregation. And I want to thank you guys for that. Thank you for offering your time for it. Thank you for giving yourselves for it. Because to give yourselves for a year long where you could have gone and 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 studied or did something for your, for, your, for your whole economy, for whatever you want to do in your life, but you've set yourselves to set yourselves one side for God to be able to be used. And I want to thank you for that. Tian, why don't you just come and pray for them, please, so that I can just get my nerves together. Father, thank you for elkeen van hierdie student, heren. Vader, dankie, Heere, dat dit nie hulle was nie, maar dat dit jy dier hulle was, Heere. Um, Jesus, dankie vir hulle oopharte en die feit dat hulle wessels was wat die water kon deurvloe, Heere. Um, ons loof en ons prijs jy vir die werk wat jy dier hulle gedoen het, Jesus. Heere, ek ombid, mag jy hulle bles, mag jy hulle seen en Heere, mag hulle nog groot en awesome dinge doen, Heere, vir jy koninkryk, Jesus. Spirit in Jesus and all. Amen. Oh, Heere, ek ombid vir om Tom. En Heilige Geest, ek ombid, mag jy om nou in die oomlik om vol, Heere. Mag jy om kom bekrachtig. En Heilige Geest, ek ombid, mag het jy wees wat praat, Heere en ons hart is oop en ontvankelijk om te hoor. In Jesus' naam. Amen. Thank you. It's so, it's so difficult to struggle when God speaks, and that you've got to do 
and that's just Morris and Charles. But when God speaks in your heart, you've got it too. And I struggled and I got geworsteld to have my segment gaan dance. <laughs> like, what is that? I struggled. And there's a stage where I just heard him voices say, you either or you don't. And I would rather either go and do what he wants me to do. So yeah, I hope this word is, is, comes through as God wants it. Father, just touch my lips now, Holy Spirit, and let the word that comes through resonate in these hearts, fall in these hearts, and fall in the minds of people, and I thank you for that. Two Sundays ago, I did an invitation, or we spoke about the invitation of the table that is set, where God invites us to a table, or someone invites us to a table. Jesus was standing with the invitation in his hand for us to come and sit at this table. I shared of what's on the table, grace, mercy, forgiveness, love, peace, joy, all those things that's on the table. And that's what we come to the table for. And then Charles last week came and he spoke about the seed that falls on good ground or bad ground or stone ground or all those things. As a result of the invitation that, is, that, that, that God gives us, and we don't work with the invitations. And my prayer for us today is that we will till the soil as we're sitting on His lap at this moment and allow God to take our heart today and mend it, change it, take the, the nonsense out of it, crumble those stones that are keeping it from growing because that's the decision that we've got to make is to allow God to work in us for the invitation that is there. Because we have got to work the soil. We have got to work that soil. And I want to talk to you today about, about what is truth. Truth seated at the table. You see, we come to the invitation of the table for what's on the table but I want to wipe what's on the table away today. And I want to say to you, at the table is truth seated. How do we define truth? It's a question that's been asked over 2,000 years ago. It's a question when you ask students, what is truth? They will define truth as a, relative, a relativity concept. Now for you, those guys that are struggling with the English relativity concept, it is subjective what you believe. Truth is not truth anymore. Truth is what you believe. That is truth. And when they asked 95% of schoolgoers coming into varsity, they said, that's what it is. That's what we learn. 
The truth is what you believe. It's not set to an objective. Objective, the objectivity concept, it is independent from individual subjectivity. So it means that truth is entirely a matter of how things are with its object. So what truth is, is that truth is objective. There's something that, sets, that says this is true. Relatively, people come and say, truth can be what I believe to me. So it says then, the statement of truth, of the definition of truth is that what is, is. And what is not, is not. You got that? Truth is what it is. And it is not, is not. The falseness what people are taking now, what we're starting to see moving in our, in, our, in, our, in our churches and in the world is that what is, is not. And what is not, is. People are taking truth and turning it around and says it's all about what I believe. Are you with me? And that's the biggest threat for us as Christians, for us as the church. The objective truth about the holiness of God. You see, what is truth was set in a courtroom 2,000 years ago. A Jewish rabbi, a teacher, was brought before a court. He was on trial for his life before a Roman provincial governor of Judea called Marcus Pontius Pilatus. The trial was all because he was teaching the truth as it is. He was teaching truth as it is. And some people did not like it, accusing him that he was a threatened to the Roman Empire, that he was blaspheming as calling him son, himself the son of man. And I want us to pick this story up in John 18, 33 to 38. The story of where this man stands in front of Pilate and he has got to defend truth. So that we out of this can discover what is truth and who is truth. Because it is truth seated at the table. And if we do not understand who is truth and what is truth, then the person sitting at the table, at the head of that table, 
might not be what he is. In John, I'm not going to, it's a thing. Right, in John 33, uh, John 18:33. Therefore Pilate entered again into the praetorium. The praetorium is just a beautiful word for residence. And summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Now, we weren't there when he asked this question. So we weren't there to, to, to determine the, 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 the way that he asked it, the sound of his voice. Was there arrogance in it? Was there mocking in it? Was there everything in it? We weren't there. But the question that he asked him was, are you the king of the Jews? <clears throat> So, because he's asking the question to, f- to start finding out if Jesus was a problem for the Roman Empire. He wasn't worried about the king of the Jews. Pilate was worried about the Roman Empire. What was this man going to be? Who is he? Is he this person coming in to say, I'm going to take over the Roman Empire? Jesus answered. Now, if you know that a good Jewish scholar will never give an answer on an answer. He will ask a question to the answer again. That's how they do it. So Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? So Jesus is trying to inquire from Pilate, is he interested in what, he, what the truth is going to be? Is he interested in to listen to truth, who Jesus really is? Or is he just interested about the Roman Empire? Pilate answers him, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, knowing now that Pilate is not worried about the Jews, Pilate is not worried about the Roman Empire anymore because he now realizes that Jesus is not a threat to the Roman Empire. So he asked him, what did you do? What did you do? Jesus answered him, my kingdom is not of this world If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Here is Jesus, a prisoner. In front of a governor saying to him, my kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate didn't hear it. Because if it was me and you, I would have asked, from what world are you talking about? Where do you come from? In Pilate's mind, it was all about he's not a threat to the Roman Empire. So it doesn't matter where he comes from. 
He's not interested in where he comes from. But Jesus confirms a kingdom. Confirms a kingdom that Pilate and the Jews do not know about. He confirms that he is a king of another kingdom. In John 17, 14 to 16, I don't think I gave it to you, did I? Did I? In John 17, 14 to 16, Jesus prays when he prays to, to the Father and he says to the Father, I have given them your word. That is him. And the world has hated them because they are not of this world just as I am not of the world. I do not ask to take them out of this world, but that you, Father, keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of the world. Then he says, sanctify, set apart, declare them holy, them in the truth. Them in the truth. Your word is the truth. And what we're looking at is the truth. What is the truth? Because it's truth seated at the table. In John 1, 1 to 3, did I give it to you? Didn't I? That's a, in John 1, 1 to 3, Jesus said that I am, I haven't got it here as well, let me just, because that's, in, that's, let me just get John 1, 1 to 3 for us. Who knows John 1, 1, 2, 3, out of your head? I am the word. I am the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In this section he says, sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. The word was in the beginning. The word was with God, and the word was God. He was the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and in the life was the light of men. So in this in this. Jesus already saying that I am the Word, the Word is truth. Because the Word was in the beginning, in Genesis 1, with the, with, with the Creator. So the Word was in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the truth is starting to set up who is the truth. 
at that table. Therefore, Pilate says to him, so you are a king. And this is where our whole faith is based on as well. You are a king. And he says, you say correctly that I'm a king, but not of this kingdom. You see, the reality of which our entire faith is established is built on this fact that Jesus now stands in front of Pilate. His life depends on it. And he says to Pilate, I am a king. He is not just a king dressed up as a king. He's not just made up to look like a king. He's not just giving the impression of a king. He's not just the image of kingship. He, he reigns in people's heart as a king. And he's not just there simply to believe that he's a king. Because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the king of the universe. He was there in the beginning, and he will be there at the end. He is God. This is the objective truth. The objective truth that the truth was standing in front of Pilate. I am the truth. I am the king. In person, standing in front of him. It's him that is seated, seated at that table. It's just the truth that is seated, seated at that table. God is inviting us to come to realization what is truth. What is truth? For this reason, I have been born. And for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth, to testify about myself, to testify that I am the truth, I am the word, I am God. Seated at that table. And then the statement. Everyone who is of the truth Hears my voice. So truth has come alive. Truth becomes a person. Because everyone who is of the truth, truth cannot speak for itself, but truth can speak when it's a person. Truth can speak when it's Jesus Christ or God. I am the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. If we are in Jesus, we will hear his voice because he is the truth, the one seated at the table, the one that is inviting us. In John 10, 2-4 and 11, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeepers open. The sheep hear his voice. Take it back to everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. He is the shepherd. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name 
and leads them out. When he has brought all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. In verse 11 it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The truth is the shepherd. The shepherd is the one that laid down his life for us. The shepherd is Jesus Christ. The shepherd of this kingdom. The shepherd of this church. He is the truth. Pilate didn't get it. Pilate asks, what is the truth? In front of Pilate stood the truth. He missed it. In front of him was the objective truth, looking Pilate in the eye and saying, I am the truth. Because in John 14, 6, Jesus declared to his disciples that also struggled with this. What is truth? Who are you? You remember when he said, I'm going to my father to prepare a mansion for you guys. What is the way? How are we going to know how to find you? And he says to them, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The Word was God. I am the host. In verse 7, if you had known me, you would have known my Father. Also, and from henceforth, it's from that time on, forth on, you, knew, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? If we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, that Jesus Christ is the truth, and Jesus Christ is the life, then we have got to come to the point that the man, the person sitting at the end of the table, inviting us to come to the table, sweep away what we come for. We're not coming for the wedding feast. We're not coming for the stuff on the table. We're coming for him that has invited us. I'm not interested in the food and the drinks. I'm in, interested in the one that invited me. And if I am the way, and if I am the truth, and the truth is the word, and the word was with God, and the word is God, and if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, then it's the Father inviting us to the wedding feast. It's the Father that is giving each one of us the invitation to come 
to the wedding feast. Not as a guest, not as a guest, but as a bride. In Isaiah 54, 5, how beautiful is this, the invitation for your maker. The maker is the creator. I haven't given you this, but in Genesis 2, 7, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. We are invited by the maker, the creator. For your maker is your husband. He is the bridegroom. In Revelation 19.7 it says, let, let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. And in Revelation 21.9, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. God is inviting us as the bride to the table, to meet the Father. The Lord of hosts is his name. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. This is the Lord, your Redeemer, who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. The God of the whole world is calling us to the table. It's not just someone. It's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator, your maker, our God, the one who is lifted up The one that all nations will come and worship one day. And if your hearts are open and ready to receive the seed that God has been calling us, that God is calling each one of us, that the moment that I realize that it's the pearl sitting at the table. I will go and sell everything and get rid of everything to buy the pearl that is sitting at the table. He is the pearl. He is the one calling us and saying, prepare, prepare your hearts. Open that soil. Let the word and the seeds that come, let the invitations that come, let the words that are brought to you guys, let the words that are brought to me, let our time be spent, let the word fall into our hearts. Open our soil. Let that word can shoot roots deeper and deeper and deeper. Not, let us not be like scuff that is blown by the wind this way and that way. Do not let us be like a pilot when he said, I find no guilt in this man. 
walks away and washes his hands. He took the water and washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to that yourself. Don't walk away and wash your hands and say, this is not for me. Or there's another time. There might be another table waiting for me one day. The invitation is now. The invitation is now. The Father is calling in Revelations 19, 6 to 9. The Father is calling. My Son is coming. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of many peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. It is Him that sits there. It is Him that is calling us. It is Him that's saying, open your, eye, your hearts. Let the words and the seeds that I deposit into you, let it grow. Let it get root. Prepare yourselves. I invite you to this table. Do not be like those that when the host invited the people, they did not come. And when he sent out his servants, they all went back to their work. They all went back to their businesses. Some of them killed the servants. No, no. I am the one calling you because my son is coming. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Are we ready? Are we as the bride of God ready? Have, are we willing to take the invitation to come and sit at that table, the feast that he wants for us? He was giving, he, it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. Are we clothing ourselves with the word? Are we clothing ourselves with the invitations? Are we clothing ourselves in prayer and in worship? Are we giving ourselves? Then he said to me, write, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. The truth is seated at the table. The truth is calling each one of us to come to the wedding feast that is coming. Are we clothed and prepared and open soil for this wedding feast that is coming? You see, it's not about what's on the table. It's about who is at the table. The invitation is given to us by the truth. He that is the word of God. He that was in the beginning. He that created us. He that is your maker. He that redeemed us. Is the one inviting all of us. Come, dine with me. Are your hearts 
open to come and dine with the God of the table and forget the things that's on the table. Because when I sit with him that's at the table, the things on the table do not matter anymore. Because then I am with the King of Kings. I am with the Lord of Lords. I am with my Creator. I am with Him that every knee will bow one day. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared for it? Are we clothing ourselves for it? God, are you ready? Ask God, is it about what's on the table? Or is it about who is at the table? Because if it's about what's on the table, that comes and goes. But when it's who is at the table, that's forever. That is life. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. He is the life. Father, I pray that you would take each one's heart now and prepare the soil. Prepare the soil, Father. Prepare the minds. Prepare the soil, Lord. You're a good, good Father. You are the truth. You are the way. There's no other way, Lord. And you are life. And Father, I pray now that if there's anything in anyone's mind or heart that makes them at this moment thinking to themselves that am I right? Am I dressed? Am I ready for the invitation? Am I ready when the sun comes? When he comes with with that invitation and saying, come to the wedding. Because we're not coming, Father, as guests. We're coming as the bride. Only those that are dressed, that has got Jesus Christ in their hearts, that accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, that accept Him as the way, the truth, and the life, only them will be seated at the table with Him the host, the Lord, the God, the Almighty. It is Him that's inviting you to become part of this beautiful table that He sets for us. Are you ready for it?
if you've got any doubt in your heart, any doubt, why don't you just put up your hand? If there's anyone with doubt in his heart that I am clothed for this table or I'm not clothed for this table, if there's anyone that's got doubt, let God work with you. Open the soil. Till the soil. It's you that's got to till the soil. It's you that's got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you now. And say, Father, if there's anything that's going to keep me away from this table, if there's anything, reveal it to me now. If there's anything that's going to stop me from entering the throne room of God where the feast of feasts are going to be, reveal it to me now. If it's, if it's your pride, if it's anything. You see, it's not just knowing God. Paul, Paul in Romans says that the Jews have got zeal for God, but it's in knowledge. And he says, if, it, if we can just be like that with zeal for him, but not just for the knowledge. Zeal for God. Zeal for the one that's at the table. Have you got zeal? Will he at the end find truth and faith in your heart? Because it's not about us, it's about each one of us. Will he find faith? Father, I now pray for each one sitting here. I pray, Lord, that you will work with them, that you will work in them. Holy Spirit, that you will work through them. And as we might go into worship now, Father, as we might just bring ourselves forward, stepping out of our comfort zones, stepping out of the place of where, where knowledge wants to keep us, Father, and we let's come out of knowledge and into spirit. Open our hearts, Father. Open our hearts. Let the word and the seeds that has come so many times, let it fall into good ground. And let it start germinating, Lord. Let it start germinating. And I pray this, and I thank you, Father, for who you are. I pray that you're a good Father, a Father that loves us. In Jesus' name. Ja, so ek voel sommer net, ons moet in die laaste liekie wat ons gaan worship, sommer net, um,